0: the last one standing two hands in
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our more likely than not premium and draft relevant podcast, Chris,
0: <laughs> for the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, there's not many rookies uh, that are going to be relevant here and um, it's going to be a bit interesting. But first, let's get into the socials, my buddy.
1: Yes, uh, so you can find us. We are Supercoach Insider. We can You can find us on the line, uh, SC Insider 100. Yes, you can. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, on the audio platform, so SoundCloud, Spotify, I'm not saying that one, Chris, uh, Google podcast iTunes. Hey,
0: that's the main four. And, and of
1: course on YouTube. YouTube. On the line, search for a Supercoach insider.
0: Hey all. Um, now Bulldogs are a little bit interesting. Um, they're definitely challenging for, in my opinion, top four this year. I think they've definitely got a chance to do so. Um, so it's an exciting year to be a Bulldog fan and I think they're just going to get better over the next few years. So it'll be interesting to see how they go.
1: Yes, I do agree. Now, I think a lot of people are tuning in because they want to know which mids can they pick. Is Dunkley going to do well? What's Steph Martin going to do to English? And how do we think it all fits in? I think that's why a lot of people are going to come in here because there's a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. They want to know who we're preferencing and what our expectations are.
0: Well, those guys can all wait because we're going to start off with the rookies. (laughs) You said there was no rookies, Chris. Oh, there's a couple of rookies obviously. Yeah, just the brand new Yeah, look, so obviously you've got Oogle Hagen. Um, uh, The easiest way to describe Oogle Hagen, 207K key forward. Uh, He is likened to a Lance Franklin Mark II. Stupidly good athleticism, stupidly like uh, pace, um, huge left boot on him, averaged 3.3 goals as an underager and in the four forward of the Oakley Chargers, having Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson kicked down his throat. Um, huge vertical leap, athletic ability, huge pressure forward, can tackle like a machine. Like he's literally Lance Franklin Mark II. There is a chance he could be super coach relevant. However, I always try to err on the side of the caution with these guys um, just because they're key forwards, and generally speaking, they go 81 week, 20 the next, and it's not good for rookie scoring because it makes that really hard for them to get price price rises. So um, I, what I do know about Ugal Hagen is there is a 100% chance he's going to be a dead set gun as long as he can not, not be injured over his career. He is an absolute jet X Factor galore, and if you're a Doggies fan, you just got to be loving having him come to your club. So um, uh, rumour has it there was just basically no chance he was getting outside the first few picks, and obviously the Dogs had the monopoly on it because they had academy rights to him. Um, so, yeah, it, it's Oogle um, it's Hagen. That's that's all I can say, 207K forward. Yep. Yeah.
1: Someone, yeah. Do you, have to- a,
0: do you have a scope of, of – do you – Think about, you know, do you want Oogle Hagen in it? Like if you had to, if there was no other rookie forwards, would you pick him or would you just pay like say no. a little bit extra and get up to Danaher or whatever?
1: No, I, I know. I think he's talented, but at any time he could be rested as well. I mean, they've seen what happened to Lance Franklin. They would probably want to give the boy a rest
0: at some point. Yeah. I mean, the good news for him is they don't really have much forward depth. No, Shacky's not getting a game anymore, no, and no. I could not be happier. If the guy behind you's name is Josh Shacky, you're in a pretty good spot. <laughs> you're, <laughs> a, you're not going too bad. I could not be happier. <laughs> I reckon
1: Shackie would have to be behind Polek for me.
0: Yeah, and the guy the guy to the left of him is Josh Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's got pretty good job security, eh? Yes. Um, um, it'll be more managing, if anything. The guy in front of him, though, is a guy called Aaron Norton. Yes. And so they should be a fantastic one-two punch over the coming years, and I look forward to watching them both play together. So um,
1: for, right. for me, I think he's relevant, um, you know, not in draft leagues, probably not even in standard uh, per se. He could be. He could surprise us, but... Generally, you just don't pick expensive key forwards, and that happens every year when you know, Max King and Ben King were picked they were close to 200K. You don't pick them then. You wait for them to, if they get rested and drop in cash, then you pick them up the year after.
0: I don't mind him in keeper leagues. but Keeper leagues I would, for sure. It's it's still a risk. You've got to on list. Is he going to be big this year? Probably not. It's going to be two or three years until you really get the most out of him.
1: But he's always going to be a forward. If you could have picked up Lance Franklin in his rookie year and known that you could have kept him yeah, for 10 years killing it, yeah, for sure. He's always going to be a forward, so he's not going to just bugger off into the midfield. He's going to be a forward for life.
0: There's still only one Lance Franklin right now. Now, I'm not saying he can't like eclipse that or be that good, but Lance Franklin's a generational player.
1: Yeah. So and- I
0: would never say someone's as good as Lance Franklin.
1: And I always get I worried, say. Chris, because they've also said that Hipwood is like Lance Franklin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, you're just like Lance Franklin. That's a, the big left boot and the lanky fella. No, Yeah, nah, not going to happen. Uh, I'm interested to watch him play.
0: Uh, now the next two guys that they picked up, um, we've got Dominic ben- Bedendo. He was p- picked up at pick 55 and they did get a rookie as well, uh, Lachlan McNeil. Nothing to ride home about here, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Bedendo is 187 centimetres and 74 kilos. And essentially he is a raw exi- and forward, like a, a, a medium type high marking forward with a lot of scope for development, but that's about it. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf. The meatloaf! Um, yeah, I can't see him cracking at anything near the 22 this year. Um, so he definitely picked up someone that they can just develop. And Lockton McNeil is 182 centimetres and 80 kilos. And unfortunately that's all I have from him. In terms of stats. Uh, so, look, I – yeah, those guys are just – they're not even relevant. He's probably the guy that named
1: the boat Bodie McBoat face with <laughs> a, a name like McNeil.
0: Yeah, fair call. Um, now, they do have some guys that are still rookie relevant. So you still have Cody Whiteman at 173K. He came on with a little bit of a flash in the pan. Um, we've got Ben Cavara who's still 194K. Again, I don't really think he's relevant. Josh Shackey is 214K which means that he's never going to be relevant. He's
1: 114K overpriced.
0: (laughs) Absolutely right. Um, You've got Lewis Butler, who's still 191K, but uh, he only played two games last year. Can't imagine that changing. Uh, Lewis Young is uh, 198K. He's one that's interesting, though. Lewis Young could be a little sparkle in the pan. That's true. Um, And then you, you, you move over. You've got Will Hayes, 249K still, so he's just almost rookie price but again that, he's not nailed on the 22 or anything like that. The so. problem
1: is is that a lot of these guys have had a little sniff and they've gone up in price, they've had a couple of games but then they've just added more talent to their list. So yeah, exactly. unfortunately they're, yeah. they're now sniffing in the closet.
0: That sounds disgusting. Um <laughs> And just over rookie price, of course, which we mentioned in the last pod is Steph Martin at 272K. So uh, those are the rookies and that's it. And we just move straight on to how I see the 22 um, going forward. And I think this will be fairly close to how they line up. The, the interesting thing is going to be how they rotate, not how they line up. So uh, from the back line, I've got Easton Wood and Zane Cordy uh, with Caleb Daniel in the back pocket. We've got Crozier, Keith and Williams on the half back line. On the wings, I've got Richards, McRae, and Johannesson. Um, and on the half-forward line, I've got Bailey Smith, Norton, and Dunkley on that half-forward flank. Uh, and in the forward line, I've got Bruce, Uglehagen, and Wallace. So I have included Bruce there, and the reason is they still need someone to chop out because I do not have Martin and English playing the same side. That is a bad recipe for how to lose a game of football. Um, I th- disagree. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get to English. Um, and then I've got English as the starting rack with Bontempelli and Trelaw in the midfield on the interchange bench. And this is where it gets interesting because I've got Hunter, Libertore, Lipinski and Bailey Dale. Three of those guys are, are all midfielders. Um, two of those guys are midfielders that can't really play forward and Lipinski can pinch it forward. So he's probably going to rotate into the half forward line. Uh, And Bailey Dale I've got there because he can play forward and back and all over the park. And I I really like the flexibility that he brings. And the depth, they do have quite a bit of depth, which is why I think it's going to be a good year for the doggies. Steph Martin, obviously off the bat, Josh Shackey, um, Taylor Durea, Toby McLean, Cody Whiteman, Mitch Hannon came across from the Demons. So I'm not sure he gets a gig straight up, but he's obviously in that depth. They still also have, of course, Rourke Smith, Will Hayes and Ryan Gardner. Um, so they do have a bit of depth there at the doggies, but you seem to think that they can play Steph Martin and Tim English in the same team. And if you could tell me why, I would love that. Because oh. last time that I saw Steph Martin play forward and be a good forward, actually it's never happened. I, so I just should just take that back.
1: Um, no, it'd be more match dependent if they're up against a big body rock. And they don't want to throw English in there to get beaten up, etc. Then I believe Steph Martin will come in off the bench and play oh. rock, like he did at the Lions. Say so he came in off the bench and was yeah, serviceable.
0: Have you seen Tim English play forward?
1: Yeah, he'd be all right. <laughs> he's <laughs> lanky He's got. In. Yeah, he's got. Don't worry about. It, just nah, throw him he, in. There. He's, he's agile. For me, it's match dependent. Now, if you're up against you know uh, uh, you know some of the bigger name players in the competition, if you come up against. You know, he's getting smashed by Grundy and some other guys. If he came up against Mumford, Lord forbid, maybe Pruce, something like that, then they might actually want, okay, well, let's put in Steph Martin in. He'll come in for this game specifically, put his body on the line.
0: Steph Martin used to be a good AFL player. He is now a spud and he was terrible last year. The only reason he's gone to the Western Bulldogs is for backup if something happens to English. And if there is a big body that they want to like bash Steph Martin up with, they're not going to be playing the same game. I, I, I would say, over or under three games they play together for the year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say about four. Yeah, I think you're about right. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I don't see Steph playing that much. I'm saying, as in, you're, you were saying that he's not going to get a game, but I was like, well, I
0: think he will. Yeah, he'll get. Yeah, because Tingling isn't going to play yeah. twenty two games in the Ruck,
1: and it would probably be lined up with the same time that Ugal Hagen will get rested is when. That'll happen. English will go forward. Steph will come in for a ruck for a game. That's Honestly, it.
0: that's a, it's a terrible it's a terrible plan to play both of them in the same team.
1: Look, I don't disagree. Um, I, d- I think it's good for Steph, though, in general uh, to get back down to Victoria. No hard feelings there. I think with Big O killing it, bringing in Danaher, it was either Steph had to go, which was always going to happen. He was going to be playing seconds. And I was actually a bit more worried about Mick Stay because I'm like, well, how do they all fit now in this forward line? And it made sense that someone had to go.
0: Yeah, no. Same. So. I, I agree with you that that um, that was a necessity for for Brisbane, and I don't even hate the fact that he's at the Bulldogs. I just don't think he's there to play first team football. Yeah,
1: he's the Mumford of, um, of yeah this
0: year. It's exa- well, and but at least Mumford played ten games last year. He's gonna, he's not getting anywhere near that. Like, well, he won't give not, away not ten free kicks. Close.
1: Won't give away ten a ga- uh, free kicks a game though, Mumford. So that's true. Uh, interesting. Yeah, so I know I, I, I do agree in a sense. I think. The one for me though is Libertore. Now, Libertore is a one trick pony. Absolutely. Right? trelaw not as versatile. He could probably play on the wing, and that's kind of about it as well.
0: I don't think he's ever played wing in his entire career, Trelore. No. So that uh, which is like people are like, oh, he can play on the wing. The only reason why people say trelaw can play on the wing is because he gets the he, he can rack up the pill and he's fast. But do you want a winger that turns the ball over at sixty percent of the time? Nope. I don't know who who decided that. Who was the guy that was like, oh, yeah, Trelaw can play on the wing. Never seen it before. Not going to happen. I, it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yep. and Is I there agree. to win the
0: ball. Trelaw's the same. trelaws a one-trick
1: pony. So I you want I, him handballing. I do agree. I think Trello will be on the bench and coming in off the bench to fill that slack, whereas you have your – McRae can definitely go outside. McRae can do as he likes. He's a bloody jet. He can do anything, McRae. I don't – don't mind so that
0: McCrae can play in the wing and he can play half forward. I just don't like him when he does. Me either. Because his super coach output drops through the floor. So, yes, that's probably what they'll do. That he will play a little bit more outside. One of the reasons why I can't pick is because I just don't know how he, what he's going to average this year. I, I I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't even take I'd be able to guess. I do know it's somewhere between 100 and 130. That's about it.
1: Yeah, I'd say one ten to one thirty. I still think even as That's, a wing, he'd get some mid roll in there, and he's still yeah up like,
0: with with the ball. So, but at six fifty k, yeah, an know, un, it's unknown a, quantity.
1: It's very unknown. It's tough to
0: tough to get him.
1: I do agree. Um, the other thing that I would say is that I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey Smith even went up there. Richards is someone who could be switched over. Um, for me, I think Hannon is someone who could actually go and play on that sort of you know forward pocket, forward flank, well, if anything.
0: Richards is an interesting one because he's played all they've, – they've tried they, – they like him and he, they want him in the, in the team because he adds that pace to the team that they don't really have. A lot of their other players are one-paced. Um, but he's played behind the ball, on a wing, and in, and on the half-forward line. He's played all over the place. I've put him on the wing here because I think that – I'm hoping that they don't do to McRae what I think they're going to do, which is put him on the wing. Yeah, I agree. And so I do like, I do like retreat. Having as well. him and Johanneson on, like that's a that's a double threat. I I prefer that from a super coach perspective, but what Bevo does and is completely different. So yeah, So
1: but that's what I was gonna say. Before we go on this on this heater of stats now, we have gone and lived by a rule. Don't trust Bevo. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Why the fuck would we trust Bevo now? There's no way.
0: There's no way you can do it. There's no way I can You cannot
1: trust that McRae's going to get the right role. You cannot trust Bontempele's going to get the right role for the whole season. You cannot trust Trelaw Or or Hunter. I think you could probably trust Treloar get the right role, but you can't trust his body per se. Dunkley you cannot trust (laughs) to get the right role for the whole season, which kills it. And people are banking on Bailey Smith having a breakout.
0: There is not one, no room. There is not one Bulldogs midfielder that I would say I'm confident on at all. And yep. that includes Josh Dunkley in the forward line. Yep. So.
1: They all have potential to go from 100 could to be, 125 to 30. Yep.
0: But they're all overpriced anyway. So, I mean, why, why take the risk? You don't need to start with Dunkley. You don't need to start with Bont. You don't need to start with McRae. You can just wait and see. They can just be an upgrade target. Once we've got a little bit of data, six to eight games, we can go, okay, I'm confident now. Now, having said that, yeah. having said this. <laughs> McRae did that last year. Remember McRae started on the wing exactly. and it's
1: like, oh, abort ship, abort ship. Next minute, McRae inside, killing it. Uh,
0: and Bevo's been known to do this and he's actually been like, there's a, a, a great report on On the Couch a couple of years back where he had two midfield groups, Bevo. And so what Bevo did was for the first half of the season, he played the one midfield group inside and, and the other group on the on the outside and a half forward and switched them halfway through the year. And the, the purpose of that was to freshen them up for finals. So there is a chance that the data that we get in the first six to eight weeks is not reflective of the entire season. Yep. And that's going to be stupidly annoying if that happens and we all trade in a, a McRae or we all trade in a Bond and then their role changes and it just completely screws with us.
1: Well, what we're hoping for is that you get the first sort of, you know, 10 to 12 games and then you see it start to shift just before they buy, and then you're like, it's shifting. <laughs> jump aboard now for me i'm hoping bailey smith actually gets a forward eligibility again for this year and if dunkley goes to essendon he is someone i am highly 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 considering oh, next he'd year. be a lock
0: next year if he yep. goes yeah absolutely um i love dunkley as a pick uh, i I no, uh, i should rephrase that i love dunkley as a player and as a super coach player he's a star but with the role this year, he can average you anywhere from eighty-five to one hundred and twenty, and I've got no idea where. It, like that's a huge range. That's a huge range. Yep. I like. I can't. I can't. There's no way I'm spending five hundred and sixty k on him at this point. I'm tempted. I know a lot of people are tempted. I think he's in like thirty mm, percent of sides. Yeah. Let's, let's,
1: uh, twenty. Let's check that. I'm gonna say twenty-seven under or over. You're going 20, over 28.
0: Oh, nice. okay.
1: Um, now, so here, here's why That's I'm tempted. Surprising. Here's why I'm tempted. Now, from a business point of view, and we're not saying all footy clubs are smart. Uh, I mean, if they this, were smart, they this wouldn't line again. Well, if all footy clubs were smart, then they wouldn't have the issues oh, okay. issues of Essendon. Oh, okay, you've met, like <laughs> they wouldn't have the Essendon saga. They wouldn't have Lambert trying to have players over at his house to hide out, that. hide and seek. Okay, so <laughs> they wouldn't
0: have Bevo as a as a head coach of an, <laughs> an AFL football club.
1: Oh, jeez. Anyway, if they were smart. Now, let's rewind. Dunkley wanted out. He requested a trade. It couldn't get done. Now, he still has two years to run on his contract. If you are the dogs, he wants midfield time or he's leaving, right? You either, smart business decision, you play him in the midfield. He still wants to leave. He is now worth a mozza and you trade him out at a premium, you give him the role. You hope he stays. There's two years to run. If he leaves, cool. But you've played him in that role where he dominates, which means that Essendon's going to have to pay the f up, and they're going to have to pay ultra premiums because he still has one year left on his contract. Now,
0: that would be smart. It However, would be. That's not how AFL clubs run.
1: If they their shelf, programs. if they shelf him and they put him in the forward pocket and he gets a little rotation through and he's not happy and it doesn't look that great, he, they are going to diminish his worth diminish the trade value and he's also guess
0: it not he's going to leave well that might be true so, but here's what happens afl clubs aren't run that way there's a list management team and there's the coach they are not the same and the coach is not supposed to be able to influence the list management team well and the list dumb. management team is not allowed to influence the coach so even if what you say is true it's not physically a possible possibility well Bebo do should know Bever doesn't give a shit. If he's gone, he's gone. He doesn't care. He's just got to coach the team he's got. I think you care. Whatever. I think anyway. you care.
1: I think, well, maybe not down there at the Bulldogs, but up here, Faganland, right? <laughs> if Lockie Neal wanted midfield time, they will give it to him. If if Rayner wanted midfield time, they'd say, fuck off, go to Victoria.
0: <laughs> Sprainer. We've got the new three-card player. His name's Cameron Sprainer. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I sorry. Sorry, Cam Rainer. <laughs> I
0: don't uh, even know why it came to mind then. No, this um, this was a quote from Josh Dunkley today. What? Yep. Um, so he said, everyone came back in really good shape, which has allowed us to play through the midfield, out on a wing, up forward, or whatever we need to be. I'll work with Bevo to do whatever he wants and the team needs. That was Josh Dunkley today. Uh, if I could drop the fucking mic, I would. Uh, <laughs> all right. That 28% just took uh, a big tumble. It went all that way down. Well, <laughs> Picked up a little bit of moss like a, like a rolling stone.
1: The the smart people would have paid attention to that. <laughs>
0: Break it down. I, I love that you went on this entire rant. I just blew it up with one fucking tweet.
1: Uh, yeah, but again, Bevo, right? You don't know. I Would you rather Dusty Martin knowing that he's going to hit you 100 to 103 <laughs> or Dunkley when he can go 90 to 120?
0: Dustin Martin every day of the week. Yeah, I'm thinking I I might have to. That's not even a question for me.
1: Uh, It was a question for me. Actually, no, it was a question for you from me and
0: that's how we got into Inception. I'd just rather Marshall than both of them. Me too. I'm looking more at the F2. If it's going to be either or. F2. Yeah, well, I'm not running F2. I'm running Connor (laughs) Rosie. Let's go, buddy. Woo, you're my man. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. You
1: and what army. I just did a Shrek reference from yesterday. I was like... Number two, F2. <laughs> F2. I've put up three fingers. It's,
0: uh, it's num- number three, my lord, number, number three.
1: three. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. hey, meanwhile, do please comment if you like the uh, off-the-cuff movie references. If you're one of those guys that like quotes movies left, right, and center and you pick up what we're it's putting cu- down. That's
0: literally what we've done. for Our entire friendship is quote movies, just so you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Plenty of room <laughs> for activities. Now, let's go on to the stats now. We'll do a quick sweep. McRae, 650K, He played. he's played 80 as of the last 83 the last four years, averaged 123.7 over his last 58 games. Now, the year just gone, he averaged 102 the first five rounds when he was put on a wing, which scares me. He also averaged 100 the last four rounds, which scares me, but he went on an eight-round heater from round six to round 13, and he went bang, 138, 122, 169, 162, 113, 183, 118, 141. Eight rounds of
0: bless. Of all of them, if his role doesn't change, he's the one that I want.
1: Me too. But, but I feel like this year, more than any year, you can pick him up cheaper. Yeah. And that's that sucks to say, but as in he might just go out onto the wing for a couple of games, no worries, freshen him up, pick him up cheap, and you know any second injury happens or it starts to get into the crunch matches towards the end of the year when it counts more, who do you want in there? You need you need McRae in there. You really do. I agree. Yep. So I'm looking as an upgrade for sure. I think
0: there's just he's so expensive, and at least with Oliver,
1: you know what you're getting. He can't leave that midfield.
0: Well, that's who he's competing against, eh? Because can you really? I am mean, unless you're running, not running Neil, can you afford to run Neil Oliver and McRae and McRae with a question mark? I should probably say
1: probably not with a question mark. But no, that's Then that's can't. why we're pinning him against Oliver, like Clary. Who, who they can't kick out Clary. From nope. there. Him and Gorn connect like crazy. What are they going to do? Oh, Viney, Brayshaw, get out of there because, you know, you need to – you know, Clary, you need to get out, mate, because, yeah. you know, Brayshaw and Vine's it. What,
0: what I'm actually worried about more with McCrae is just the amount of, of, of midfield ball that's going around. So Trelaw is – it? Uh, people say that Trelaw is not really going to impact him. I completely disagree. He's a ball magnet. Trelaw has averaged 30 disposals or more since 2016. And last year he averaged 27 disposals with how much percentage at less game time. So basically let's say five years in a row of 30 disposals or more. Before that, he averaged 27.5 to two years in a row. And in his second rookie year, he was averaging 24 disposals.
1: Yep. And who is right. he competing with at Collingwood? A lot of people. Right. Dude, there's going to be. And GWS, be- a lot of people.
0: There's gonna be a shitload of ball going to Trelaw that was previously going to someone like McRae. Because, so, yeah, I don't know that I can't, I can't do it. The one that could benefit is Bon
1: Pelly Funnily enough, for me.
0: Because he's going to be spending a little bit more time forward?
1: Well, he will play forward, but if trelaw's getting that ball and Trelaw can't really kick the best, so if you had a Bonza Belly on the outside, wouldn't you just like hit him up and then belli will kick it in fifty? 50? Well,
0: or McRae, who's an elite user. Or oh, McRae, type. yes, correct. I agree. Um, so with Bon, he's come out and said he'll be playing more forward time. And I think that that's probably going to coincide with a switch with Dunkley because I don't like the two of them in the same forward line. I think you can play one of them but playing both of them is a bad is a bad mistake in my opinion I think you play if one's up at full forward or in, in the pocket the other one should be on the ball personally it doesn't make sense to play them both they're they're you're both you know tall I think that um you yeah, know bonds like what 194 I think Dunkley's like 191 182 yeah like they're not they're both not really quick but they are good at ground level yeah yeah so,
1: it's it's interesting. Uh, Bont is 623K, so I don't think you can really start him, although he's probably in quite a few teams. Uh, even McCrae came out and said that we're all going to have to be a bit more flexible to fit us all in because they do have so many premiums in that side, and someone is going to cop it. Uh, I do agree. I think, yeah, Libertore is on the bench, and Trelaw is just going to be on and off that bench as well.
0: well yeah, well, if you can get his body right. Well, I love that he's averaging all these disposals, at, but his body's shot to pieces as well. Like, Yep. The guy's just a magnet.
1: Um, Bonson has played 102 out of the last 105, the last five years, and 122 out of 127 the last six years. So, again, he plays a lot of games. Averaged 98 the first five rounds in 2020, and he had some horrible ones in there. Then he averaged 124 after round six. He averaged one thirty five the last eight rounds when he went all hundreds the last eight rounds, six one twenties, including a one thirty five, one thirty eight, one sixty one, one sixty-six, and a one ninety-nine. He is a freak, if anything. And this is why I think he has a lot of scope, is that his potential is a little bit more unlimited. He could absolutely just tear the F out of the competition out of nowhere. Bon. Yeah. Bon Tempelli.
0: Not with his role that he is now.
1: No, but if he starts tearing up, they, you know, what I mean, it's one of those things. If he if he's on fire, he'll get more time in there because he's on fire. That's how That's it's going to go. How Bevo
0: plays his football. That's how it's going to work. Trust uh, me. You, people just overestimate Luke Beveridge. Like, there's, there's, like, just because someone's playing well, Bevo will change them. He doesn't care. He cares about system. That's all he cares about. Are they doing the right thing for the system? And he just pulls one out and plugs another one in. He does not care. Doesn't care about the guy that's just kicked four goals, mm. he's going to put him in the midfield. He
1: cares about form. I mean, Bailey Smith had a good run on form a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, there's definitely a horse. Dunkley, for had a, for Dunkley had a good run on form. It's definitely possible.
0: Yeah, I just I can't trust him. I don't know. Just maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that hates Bevo that much. Um, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, It's a funny one. It's, so who who cops it the most then? Okay, so there's someone coming out of that midfield and playing a, a different, different us I know a lot of them are playing – yeah, adjusted roles. But who's the one that's coming out of the midfield? So is it Libba? Is it Hunter? Is I, it Bailey Smith? Is it Lipinski that's completely removed?
1: I think Lipinski is the one that gets hurt the most, although he's trying like hell. He's trying to scrap and fight to get back into that midfield mix. I It, it sounds really bad because Liber had such a good year, but for me I think Libertore is too one-dimensional and you bring in a Trelaw who is a better player one-dimensional –
0: and That's an it's, issue, isn't it?
1: It's an issue and it's one thing that – and Libertorio has been good, yes, more recently, but he's definitely someone who out of form, out of confidence could find his way playing seconds if it happened.
0: I actually agree with you. And I hate to I, say I, that because he I killed it. it. He killed it, right? I mean can we just pause a second and just blame Dodoro for this because he's the one that didn't let the trade go through yep. for Dunkley? That's just, that was just dumb, absolutely dumb.
1: Yeah, but I think uh, and again Lipinski, Bailey Smith these guys are more multi dimensional. Yep, and if you get an injury, then they can actually shift and and mold and be flexible to the game style, the game plan as it progresses each week. Whereas Libertore and Trelaw, they kind of get see ball, get ball, and someone else can run and yeah, or at least Liber puts pressure on.
0: Okay, so let's put this into a little bit more of a draft focus then, because I think that yeah, it's once, hard, you, eh? once you get past Trelaw and, and Dunkley, it everyone else is all draft relevant, and there's no, there's nothing else, right? So Tom Libertore averaged 106 last year. Big no, no. Do not touch him. Not in at draft. All. Correct. Like there's no one that should be picking him up unless you're picking him up at like a 95 maybe or like something ridiculously low. Actually, it's probably even too high. Yeah,
1: I was just about to say it's probably just, just, too high for me. Yeah, leave him, leave Libertorio for someone else. That that shorter format really did suit him. Also,
0: yes, that's true. Yes, um, moving down, Tim English, interesting. Five
1: 550k. Some people are keen to jump on him.
0: I'm I'm wary about. Okay, so here's where I'm where it starts to get about the super coach pie. Um, so I don't like to put too much emphasis on this, but last year the scaling was so skewed in wins that the the team that won got so much more scaling uh, because there was so much more pie left over. Now this year you're not going to have as much pie left over, but you've got all these guys that are supposed to be averaging you 100 plus, and eventually you run out of points. Now what that will mean is that there will be guys that are going down. <laughs> People are going down and some people are going up or or maintaining. A guy like Tim English is a guy that I can see even though he's got natural progression in him, is he going to go up from 102? I can't see that. He's going to go
1: up some year, but it's a matter of when.
0: I think 102, I think you can't expect more than that. I would say he's floor and ceiling somewhere between 90 to 105. Um. Yeah, but 105 would be a big effort for him. I I, I don't know. I personally can't see it. But um, for that reason, I would probably avoid in a single-season draft, unless it's a keeper draft, obviously, because I think English can still be better in future seasons. I just don't see it as this season. Um, Caleb Daniel, he hasn't skipped a beat the last however many years. Now, I actually think that there is a, a valid reason to want to even pick him up in standard. But at his price, he's not going up. He will just be consistent. So if you want to pay 545K for a guy that's going to average you 100, completely fine. Do it because it's not a bad selection. It's just something that I personally wouldn't do. I think there's better ways to spend 540K this year um, with a potential growth out of the player.
1: So when we talk about the pie, okay, so we're looking at, say, Dunkley, right? So there is, I think, six players – So one, two, three, four, six players that are averaging 104.3 or more in the Dogs, which means that they have six out of the 39 highest averaging players in the competition. And that's not going to happen next year. Even worse though, Chris, is that they have four out of the top 24 averaging players. Wow. Okay. So that's McRae, Bontempelli, Hunter, and Trelaw. Four out of the highest, 24, and there's 18 teams in this competition. You think Hunter goes down?
0: I think he goes down.
1: Yep. Well, what role if, if McRae goes a bit more wide, I think he still plays on the wing.
0: Well, yeah, yeah.
1: I think he does. I, I think, think he
0: gets rotational minutes on the wing and, and through the midfield, but I, don't, I can't see him averaging 115.
1: I can't see him going inside at all. I think it's going to be so
0: good inside. Yeah, he but – He played so good. But
1: now they're so multidimensional. I think he stays outside because anything, you're going to have Libertori coming in to get that mid-minutes when Treloar's resting anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's no point. And then Lipinski can go in there and then you have Dunkley, oh, everyone this, going in there. It's, it's not going to happen. Does anybody
0: else have a headache right now because it's, this is just – is this, I don't know how they're sorting it out, but Jesus Christ. Yes. Um Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I'll write that down.
1: No, no point worrying about it, Chris. That's
0: true. That's Yeah,
1: true. And, and it is a conundrum, and we're not going to um know until we see more game time. And again, it could be flipped and you so know what I mean? It's if
0: it's not one fifteen, what is it? What what's his who? what's his scope? Lockie Hunter. Uh a hundred I'm I'm thinking that too. So I think therefore, again, you draft, leave him complete skip, right?
1: Leave him in draft. I think he if he just plays a straight up wing, even then, if McRae's on the wing, who are they going to go to? Either one, but McRae is yep. still
0: over him. I reckon Max for Hunter is 105 minimum, 95. So yeah, I think 100s pretty much. I agree. The mark.
1: I think he's 10 overs if more, if not more.
0: Bailey yep. Smith, another one who I, I can't see any progression, but I don't see him going down, so he's not bad to pick him up where he is. Don't forget though, you can pick him up where he is. He yeah, was knocked out. He,
1: he was knocked out on five in round five, so uh, round five he was on three super coach got knocked out. So his true average is actually ninety seven point six. So you could pick him up around that point. Some people will leave him, and he might end up hitting you around that sort of you know low ninety. If
0: I don't mind if you it, bank it. Um, I like Bailey Smith, and I think he's an absolute jet. Um, I don't think it's his year though. I've got him in a couple of um keepers as well. Yeah, yeah, keep uh, him for next year. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he's a bad pick, but I like I don't like him in standard because he's a mid only. Mid only hurts. Um, so yeah, it's only a draft relevant pick. And yeah, we'll just leave it there. Outside of that, I mean, Caleb Daniel, we got to touch on the the short man himself. We, we have, we just did. I said, oh, bottom shelf, right? Sorry, bottom, he was. He, did he, he went, not even listened to me. He went under the radar. He's so small. I was, when you were checking your phone? I talked about him for. A I was bit. I was looking for so other I, relevance. I basically said I see him at a, you know, basically averaging exactly what he's done, hundred flat. Yeah, so consistent. therefore, five forty five is actually not bad. No. But there's other guys you can get around the same price that are going to be have the potential to go higher. Correct. So and I wouldn't be. You're
1: going to yeah. pay around 500 for Daniel through the year anyway. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you're picking and up like low fives, correct. Uh, high fours. So.
1: And no hurt factor though. Yeah, no. Yeah. Zero. Him and Stuart, really, really, really reliable. Um, very little standard deviation for those who like that kind of thing. But, yeah, not someone who's going to hurt you. So you go for some of those that can really bang it off. Yep. Uh, um, Wallace though. Wallace is also another one I think is going to be impacted a little bit because Dunkley is just a better Wallace.
0: Yeah, and he's
1: probably more forward pocket marking, trying to give a little rotation. Well, Wallace around that has plane.
0: completely changed to a four pressure player, yep. and uh, he's done that really, really well. So I can't see his role changing at all.
1: Not much, but then he did drop down to a 70 average. So don't pick him thinking he's going to go back into the 80s or 85s. It's no, it's not, not going to happen.
0: And Lipinski's the other one I probably wouldn't pick up. Not I this actually, year. I like him, though. I like Bailey Williams. He's done really, really well for me um, in, in drafts. Um, he comes in at that intercepting defender role and um, and absolutely cleans up some games. So someone that you can pick up. I know he only averaged, what, 84 last year. I think there's a little bit of development in that. Um, not much because, again, the pie probably hurts you there, but uh, that's just someone to look at.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty much it. That does wrap it up and a lot of non- other elements. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. So I think we have helped as far as giving a little bit more of a scope as to why it's a conundrum. Now it's just about it's looking. It's almost
0: like there's five midfielders in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell? Well done. I sir. do like that. And I see if I had the button, I would have done that a lot quicker. Yeah, so, well, no. Chris,
1: <laughs> you can't even find the button, let alone hit the button. That's true. Or is that a euphemism? No, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> anyway, um, so look, stay tuned, keep an eye on these uh, match simulations, etc. Have a look at who's playing this sort of roles and again, looking at time on ground and that kind of thing. But they are very, 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 very draft relevant standard. though. How many are you starting, Chris? Any any in standard? Any
0: Bulldogs at all. Yeah. Not one. No. Uh, Dunkley was the only one I was willing to start, but otherwise I'm passing on all. I'm just, I'd rather just wait and see who's going to be the one that's averaging the most and go for that guy. That's literally what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't, there's no need to go and grab them. They're not, there's not like an extremely good value proposition. They're all just priced where they probably should be.
1: Yeah. I have had McCray on my side sometimes, but it just looks good. But then I realized I could do much better with my money. It looks good. It's It's, like that. It's a fake facade where it kind of looks nice, but you know it's not going to do the job as well. Well, what I, I can't see him averaging what he did last year. One one twenty one. I can't see. Oh, it. Oh well, don't forget no, he, right he went like nearly one thirty the other year. I know, which is but that was when. Since so like, last year, he should have been better. Yeah, <laughs> should but have. But he played on the wing. Yeah, I know. It, it sucks. This is what I mean. Like, look, please do comment, shout out, let us know what you're thinking. Who are you? Absolutely in the market for? Who are you? Just you know, you got your blinders on. You you you're at the races. You're seeing it clearly. This person is killing it. Not. Any logic, not any stats, not any bevo can tell you otherwise. Gut feeling, who are you going for? Out of McCrae, Bontebelli, Trelaw,
0: Dunkley, those four. Hit us up. All right. Well, enjoy your evening and we'll catch you next time. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Bye!